Well, they say men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I don't know who says that. But on top of the long list of uh, quirks between the genders, new research shows that our body clocks may also be from different planets. <laughs> Studies say sleep patterns are hugely influential in relationships, communication and chances of conceiving, even dictating when we should pick a fight with a loved one. But why does it matter if your nighttime rituals are out of sync? Well, uh, how do you also ensure you wake up on the right side of the bed every time? For more academic head of psychological sciences at Monash University, Professor Shantha Raja Atnam joins us live from Melbourne. Welcome, Professor. Thank you for joining morning. us. Good morning. Okay. What exactly is our sleep chronotype and how does chronotype differ between men and women? So chronotype refers to uh, your preference for sleep timing, what's the optimal sleep timing for you, and also when you're feeling best, when your performance is best and when your functioning is best while you're awake. Now we know there are marked individual differences in chronotype in the population. So, uh, and one of the major drivers of chronotype is your internal circadian rhythms. Now, circadian rhythms control uh, a number of physiological and behavioural processes to a 24-hour cycle. And to give you an idea of what this might look like when you look at differences between people, it's like everyone living in Melbourne, but some people having a clock that's set to Auckland time and some people having a clock that's set to Perth time. And that can create huge differences, up to five hours typically, that we see uh, in, in a general population. Yeah, gee, when you explain it like that. Now, our body clocks even have an impact on when we should have important conversations or maybe arguments or, or debates. Uh, why, why could it be better to argue in the morning? So um, the idea is that as, we, as the day progresses, we, our need for sleep increases. A well-rested brain is able to process information efficiently, is able to um, regulate emotions and mood well, and therefore, first thing in the morning, we're likely to be the most alert and being able to respond uh, to, to, to a stressful situation like that. Secondly, late in the evening, stress will cause certain hormones to be secreted, such as cortisol and adrenaline and so on, which can have an effect on sleep. It can impair sleep afterwards. And so it can delay the timing of sleep. So this is why, um, you know, we would predict that the morning is the best time to undertake, you know, or, or, or be exposed to something stressful like an argument. Right, it's also meant to be better for sex lives and fertility? So circadian rhythms control a number of physiological processes. One of these is uh, the secretion of testosterone. Now, um, the evidence shows that through the night, testosterone levels increase and peak just before the timing of uh, when we wake up. And so the prediction is that if testosterone levels are highest uh, just before we wake up, and studies also show that uh, sperm cell concentration and uh, the health of sperm cells uh, is, is best at that time of the day, you would predict that 
fertility would probably be, um, the, you know, the highest chance would be uh, in that early hours of the morning. Okay. Uh, so early in the morning is a good time to either argue or have sex. It's a tough choice. Um, no matter who you are, some people will always, always struggle in the morning, right? This might have something to do with uh, what you call sleep inertia. Can you explain that to us, please? Sleep inertia refers to that feeling of grogginess, that feeling of impairment that sometimes occurs soon as you wake up. Now, it's worse if you are woken from deep sleep. And if you're woken from deep sleep and you can, it can take you, uh, you know, sometimes up to an hour or two for the effects of sleep inertia to wear off. And they can have a significant impact on your performance. Late chronotype people may have more um, risk of sleep inertia because they're being forced to wake up at an earlier time and you know then their sleep schedule would typically um, want them to and therefore they are awoken from deeper stages of sleep when the circadian clock is also promoting sleep and therefore they experience this impairment. Okay, so we all know we should get a good night's sleep. We know how important that is for our health, but that's easier said than done. Any advice for us? Well, I, I think um, some, so I, I want three tips, mm. one, and, and they all start with R. So routine is the first one. Think about the behaviours that impact upon sleep, impair sleep, and think about the environment that you're going to go to sleep in. The second R is regularity. So look at a regular timing of sleep and a regular amount of sleep prioritise sleep. And the third one is recognise the signs of sleep disorders. Sleep disorders are extremely common and some of these like sleep apnea, insomnia are very common in our community and there are effective treatments available. Mm. So recognise the signs and go and seek treatment. The Sleep Health Foundation has some excellent information on the website about how you can recognise the signs of poor sleep and lots of information about tips for sleep as well. Okay, all fascinating stuff. Professor, thank you so much. We haven't got time to go into why teenagers can stay up till like three o'clock in the morning and sleep till two in the afternoon. Well, that's well, a routine. We're well, just talking about routine. <laughs> routine and regularity. We'll have to get back to you on that one. Thank you so much. Thank you.